Welcome back to another episode of Mr. Mysteries of Black and White with you two hails myself, Ed, and my main man, Josh. How are we doing? Hope everyone has had a brilliant Christmas. Yeah. And it'll be New Year. It'll be, it'll yeah, it will be New Year yeah. when this comes out. It'll yeah. be New Year. But so. First podcast of 2023. Yeah. How are we doing? What you say? So, nah, um hope everyone's had a fantastic and a safe Christmas and New Year. Um, Josh, how you been, my man? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Pr- uh, Christmas? Christmas was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, the only depressing side of it is the older you get, the more you realise it really is becoming just like another day. Yeah, it is, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it seems like when, you've, when you're an adult, the best thing about it is the, is the dinner. The, the dinner, yeah. Unless you've got a child in the house. Yeah. It don't feel... That magic has sort of gone. Yeah. No, nah, that, that, that is right. But when... But... Of it, yeah, it... It is one of them, isn't it? Like I, I hate it because it might just be me being a sport kid. But when I could honestly, Christmas as a kid, you just want want these presents. Yeah, there, exactly. You'd, you'd wake up at stupid o'clock. Yeah, and then but and then you'd always do the thing where it's like you'd wake up, and you'd wake your parents up or whatever, and they'd be like, "Oh, just give me a bit." And I think you boring bastards. It's Christmas. Now that I'm older, yeah, yeah, you, I'm realise. Fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> my kid ever comes and goes, Dad, Dad, it's Christmas, kid, kid, fuck off, yeah. <laughs> or I will shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me rest. Uh, if you hear me, I'll be sniffling and that. It's because I'm, I'm just getting over a, a head cold, which I was knocked for six yesterday, but I was, I'm alright now. Yeah, yeah. But no, how you been? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, like say, yeah, it's been a good Christmas and that. Like as you can see from our, well, a guest. I've got a, I've got a giganotosaurus head. It's not low size because that'd be bigger than this fucking table. <laughs> but, no, um, so I'm right, but I'm right happy with that because like, people who know me, like I've said it before on the podcast before when we spoke about dinosaurs, which is quite regular now. Mm-hmm. Giganotosaurus is my favourite dinosaur, so yeah. So to get a, to get a skull, I'm, I'm well happy. I'm well <laughs> happy about that. Yeah, good old Courtney. It's sick as well. Yeah. It's not. It's not like I center it or anything. But no, and um, going into the new year, we have sorted yeah. this out. Like we too right. How like, it's mad that like how we've well, I, I've got to say this year now because we're recording it like a couple of days before New yeah. Year. So, um, but this year we're already doing better than last. Yeah. Like, even though, like, because like, we were just speaking about before coming on air, like, um, last year, like, was the year we we started it all, mm-hmm. really, like, with this room, the the whole podcast That's as well, well. yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is a start, but already this year we have uh, come into contact with a shop in Wispeach mm-hmm. called Dark Realms. Which, if you don't know, and if you're from West Beach, go and check them out. They got really, really smart stuff in there. Yeah. If you like dragons, if you like witchy kind of stuff, or or anything, anything paranormal, or yeah, supernatural, yeah. it's very, very. It's, it's that, right up your alley, it's sort right of. Right up your alley. Oh, the people in there, uh, 
absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Really, really nice. And get and uh I went there last Friday <coughs> just before Christmas, just get filed a few bits and everything. And um I was hearing uh, the woman, uh, the woman Andy, mm-hmm. and she was saying that they were doing the claims, and I thought oh, that's not usual. That's quite an unusual thing to say. Yeah, so I, so I said, to her, I said, "Well, do you mean like a like a paranormal claims?" And she and then she just like grinned at me, and I was like, "Yeah, because me, me and my mate, uh, we do. Uh, well, we're, we're trying to get into like doing um, paranormal investigations yeah. and supernatural huntings and that." And then that was it. Got to start talking to her <laughs> and. They they've got links with um with speech dungeons which we will be doing a podcast about yeah and hopefully an investigation we do and need to oh talk man. to the right people I do yeah. I I personally believe it will happen yeah I think it, so. it will happen it's just a case of when yeah and yeah because like, I obviously times and what's exactly. best for both of us all that sort of thing yeah exactly but as well but with the dark realms they're at they are having. <laughs> Oh, you bastard! <laughs> he down. Oh, they are doing a part. They are, they are having an investigation there, and they've invited me and Josh to document it and to be the hunters. Pretty yeah. Much. So that'll be coming very, very soon. That'll be coming very soon, and also uh, it's a bit of a change of a day. On the eighteenth of January, now we will be doing our talk with um, the Norfolk Folklore Society. Yeah. Oh my god. <coughs> Can I have me your drink, Josh? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've had. Oh, bless your heart. Um, where we will be talking about uh, London, du- London dungeons, <laughs> we speech dungeons, and um, we're not going to give too much away. No, but uh, so, so you, you're going to have to fucking find out. Yeah, uh, and the way you can do that is either by coming to the event. Yeah, which is I don't actually know the building. Oh, she did say ah. Uh, it's in Norwich, I know that much. Yeah, it's in Norwich. Um, you can either, well, whilst I was trying to find it, you can either come to the, that event or you can um, watch it on Patreon, which I think is, did they say like £3 or something? Uh, three or £4. Yeah, three, three or £4, you pay, you pay that and you'll be able to watch the talk live. So they're your two options of how to find it. Obviously, now it's getting closer to the time we are finding out more and more dates and more and more stuff about it. But obviously, when we know 100% concrete proof this is what's happening and what date is happening, you guys will be the first to know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, it's definitely going to be 18. Yeah, now. yeah. It was going to be 11, but due to... <coughs> um, Sephora's been really busy. Yeah. And and we appreciate with the work what she's been doing behind behind the scenes really, yeah, well, yeah. with the whole thing and she said oh it's my fault I've lost the dates and I was like don't you no, don't, no. don't, don't, don't well, you worry about that like we appreciate what you're doing for start yeah exactly so um, I can't find it like my internet's playing out yeah well, well like I said closer to the time because we we'll do, be doing a podcast between between um the the event and everything yeah which we will be talking about the likes of the paranormal and that yeah. sort, of, sort of just a little bit of a teaser, I'd say. Yeah. As yeah, to yeah. what we're going to be talking about at this event and going into the um, oh, what's it called, like the the interview meeting sort of thing. Oh, investigation. Invest- that's the word I was looking for. Fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> interview to go. 
So what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to tell us? <laughs> what are your ambitions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, with the, inve- with the investigation, we'll be talking about all that sort of thing. So, mm. like I said, that will probably yeah be the podcast before that date. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. listen out for that and we'll explain basically everything of how you can watch or go to the uh, investigation or go to the uh, meeting with the no- uh, Norfolk Folklore yeah. Society. All, all the works, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, because it'll be within the next few days. Like, Well, it'll be might be even before this podcast comes out. Well, yeah. But uh, if not, it'll be <coughs> next few days where you'll find out everything. I yeah. Think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, on top of that, if for some chance you haven't, you're unable to watch or listen to this podcast, we'll probably put it on the Facebook and the Instagram yeah, pages anyway. What, yeah, that's what I mean. It'll be um, so you'll, you'll you'll be bound to find it some way or yeah, another. Yeah, you'll you'll be finding it either through. Uh, yeah, it'll be on our Facebook. It'll be on our Facebook. Well, yeah. via me or Josh, it'll be on on the Facebook group, which you'll find out everything at the end of this episode. Yep. So, so stay tuned. So stay tuned. That's <laughs> you've got to keep men in you are. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but with that, yeah, as I am introducing it, it is <coughs> one of Josh's uh, subjects. Thank fuck, because I don't think we'd, we'd be a <laughs> we'll be all day. <laughs> yeah, we'll be a fucking three hours just me trying to talk. <laughs> So, with that, Josh, what yep. are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about someone that I have mentioned before on this podcast. Specifically, I mentioned him on the uh, Gareth Williams episode to do with the United Kingdom and Russia and just, like, suspicious deaths and that. Um, we'll be talking about a man called Alexander Litvinenko, who was a former Russian KGB um, member... Turn, for lack of a better word, turned turncoat, fled to the United Kingdom and was murdered, basically. Um, I'm talking about how everything about the story. And the reason that I'm doing this one is because of um, recently there was a TV show called Litvinenko on uh, ITV. If you've got ITVX, look it up. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, David Tennant stars as Litvinenko. Which I find mad that they paid him all that money and he's literally in one episode, but still. <laughs> un unfucking real And that really got me hooked on it. I thought, that sort of links in with a previous episode I've done. And on top of that, um, I started looking more and more into it. I was like, yeah, okay, I've got to cover this yeah. sort of thing. This is right up my alley. So, Oh, no, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. And as well, what is it, right, with ITV and David Tennant always plays... An unreal person. An unreal character. Like, well, unreal. I mean, he played like, horrible serial killer. Oh, yeah. Like Dennis Dilson, but he was unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. It. And now he, he played Living Yanko. So that's, yeah. So It is a bit mad. But it'll still, no matter what he's in, it'll still be the Doctor. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> ah, right. Sorry, I, I weren't trying to be ignorant, Josh. No, I, you're all right. I, I, I could see what you were doing on yeah. your phone anyway. But um, it's in the Arbitorium. Yeah. Arbitorium. Arbitorium sounds better. 43, <laughs> 43 St. Benedict Street in Norwich, which is NR24PG. There you go. So if you are available that day, which I think it falls on a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So Wednesday. if you are available that day, please head over. Is it a ticket event? I'm pretty sure it is. Yes, isn't it? it is. Yeah, it, it is, is a, a ticket event. event. 
because obviously there's only a certain amount of capacity they can hold. Yeah. So if you are interested in coming along, please get your tickets. Mm. Um. pay? Oh, it will be three pound per person. Uh, from the door fee and two pound per Patreon. Yeah, oh, it's just two pound. So there you go. So, so it's even cheap. It's half price of what yeah. you thought it was going to be. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah. So it's either three pound at the door, two pound at Patreon. Which when we get like um, what to follow on Patreon and stuff like that, we'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. But now be Oh, I can't wait. For <laughs> it's gonna be unreal. The fact is, well, where we was because we was on about it a few episodes ago, mm. and we were saying next month, next. It's literally a matter of days away now. Yeah, kind of. Because when, especially weeks. when this comes out, yeah. it will be that month. Yeah. So yeah, in a matter of weeks. Because when does this come out? This comes out on the second. On the Monday, yeah. Yeah, second, yeah. Yeah, so it comes out. So this is coming out second. If we're doing it on the 18th, so 16 days. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. Yeah. This It's like, mad how yeah. quick it's coming around. Yeah. But no, watch this space when it comes to myths and mysteries. If you can hear slight banging, I do apologise. Some twats out there letting off fireworks. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if it was Stanley falling through <laughs> something. Because <laughs> he's big boy. <laughs> Stanley's big boy. He just comes through the roof. It's whack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be paranoid now that he's going. He yeah. won't. No, he's, he's chonky, but he's not that chonky. <laughs> well, I don't know. So, yeah, so Josh, back on subject. Sorry yep. about that. Um, yeah, take it away. All right. So, on the 1st of November 2006, Alexander Livinenko was caught on CCTV heading on his way to meet up with two former Russian spies at the upmarket hotel in central London. He thought... What? Oh, he thought he was meeting up with friends, but what transpired resulted in him being dead just 22 days later. Oh, long death. Yeah, well... Long death, but I'm pretty sure he wish it fucking come quicker. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, Alexander Livinenko was a former Russian KGB and FSB member at a very high level. Now, for those who don't know, FSB stands for the Federal Secret Bureau, and it's technically what the KGB... They just renamed it, basically. Oh, right. So, it's still technically the KGB. His job was to execute people who were believed to be enemies of the Russian state. In his last job, he was ordered to kill Boris Berezovsky who was a Russian business oligarch and advisor to Boris Yeltsin, and who actually helped Boris Yeltsin be re-elected into presidency in 1996. After this election, Boris Yeltsin was actually doing the polar opposite of what Berezovsky and the other oligarchs wanted. Right. And with that being, um, the way he was doing that was basically he was promising all the money that the Russian state had to the Russian people. And not lying in the oligarchs' pockets. Oh, right. So, obviously, it pissed the oligarchs off. Yeah. However, fucking fireworks. Seriously. It's not even New Year's. No, like... that's what pisses me off. It's, it's the same with, like, bonfire night, and they're letting them off at, like, the 1st of November. It's like, are you a cunt? Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. I fucking hate fireworks. I just want any excuse. Fucking shoot it yourself, you knobs. However, Boris Berezovsky had a plan in place and told Yeltsin to place none other than Vladimir Putin in charge of the KGB and to rename it the FSB. Now, Boris Berezovsky is actually the man responsible for creating the monster that Putin is today. 
Oh, oh, really? He's the one that basically... Putin was Berezovsky's protege, sort of thing. Mm. So he was the one that, like I said, got him in charge of the KGB, basically told uh, Boris Yeltsin, who was the Russian president at the time, give this guy the keys to the kingdom, let him do what he wants, and I guarantee you, you'll reap the rewards of it. Not realising what the fuck this monster was about to be- truly become. Oh, hindsight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, when uh, Berezovsky did realise the monster that Putin was um, becoming, he started to fear for his life, especially with Putin already had one oligarch arrested and another two up for trial. So fearing this, Borisovsky fled to the UK for his life. Right. Now back to Livinenko. He claims that he was part of a murder squad tasked with the assassination of Berezovsky. Murder squad. Murder squad. (laughs) Well, in May 1998, Livinenko and a few of his colleagues actually blew the whistle on the state corruption in Russia. And they did this by hosting a televised press conference in Moscow. Right. To which he said, The FSB infrastructure has been used by certain officials not for the constitutional aims of security of the state and individual but for their own political and financial gain. Well, is there any... The thing is, they're just more violent, but is it any different to what's happening in the UK? Well, no, of course it's not. You know what I mean? Like, I think it. back then it obviously maybe a bit... I mean, this is 1998. Uh, yeah, probably. But, or maybe it was the fact that it could have been worse, it's just we know more about that sort of thing. Maybe, Nowadays, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Well, this is obviously why Litvinenko fled Russia and moved to the UK where he was granted asylum and officially became a British citizen and was even given a new identity, now going under the name of Edwin Carter. Thing is, though, right, he's, he's become a British citizen, he's got his new name, Edwin Carter, but when he talks like this, mm. <laughs> you're like, you ain't from Scarborough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You, you... <laughs> Don't take a genius to work out. Hmm. <laughs> oh, funny accent. You must yeah. be from Wales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably all white. Especially then, it's like, oh, you're Russian. What's your name? Edwin Carter. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ed- Edwin Carter <laughs> from Russia. Edwin Carter. <laughs> Not even Kartlenko. No. You know what Edwin Carter. It's like, ah, it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. That's what that. <laughs> Well, six years later, he met up with a couple of his former colleagues at the Pine Bar in the Upmarket Hotel in central London. Mm. Two days after this meeting, he began to start vomiting blood and was in complete agony. Jesus. He was then admitted to hospital with ulcers in his throat and being unable to eat or drink. Mm. He then begged the nurses to call the police because he believes he's been poisoned with something called thallium. Thallium? Yeah. Uh. Now, even though the symptoms... Well, that's what makes people spaced out. No, that's Valium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think they, they are similar sort of things. I'm pretty sure they are. Really? Yeah. One makes you spaced out and happy, and the other makes you have ulcers in your throat you can't ah, well, eat or drink, well, or, and you're spewing up blood. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I'll get onto this. Now, even though the symptoms were consistent with this allegation, for example, he lost his hair... His white blood cell counts plummeted and the nurses and doctors at first did not believe him at all because the tests for thallium were coming back negative. Well, at midnight on 18th of November 2006, the police were finally called and was told about the situation. Detective Inspector Brian, uh, 
Brent Hyatt, along with his colleague, went to the hospital and they were confronted by a nurse that told them it was too late and they'd have to begin the interview tomorrow. Brent Hyatt then asked the staff if they could 100% guarantee that Edwin Carter would still be alive in the morning. When the nurses couldn't confirm this, he began to the interview him straight away as well as record these meetings. Right. Now, I've got some of the uh, messages from the tape recording, so I'll read a few of them out. So the first part that he said was, My name is Edwin Carter. I am a British citizen. In Russia, I have a different name. I am named Alexander Litvinenko. I am a former KGB and FSB officer. My rank is lieutenant, and my position is deputy head of a uh, top-secret department of the FSB. He was then asked what happened to him, to which he replies, I have no doubt they poisoned me. All that remains for me to prove is to prove this with a medical examination. Right. Now, at first, the police themselves didn't truly believe him, as one of the side effects of thallium, as you just mentioned, was hallucination. Right. So they were a bit, hmm. However, he gave the police one concrete lead of a, con- uh, of a contra- uh, contact sorry, that he claimed to have had regular meetings with at a, at a London auction. This person, only known as Martin, man like Martin, big up Martin, was an MI6 agent at the time, and he confirmed that the patient was in fact Alexander Litvinenko, and that he was a former KGB member who now advised MI6 on Russian organised crime. Right, okay. On 20th of November 2006, the case was uh, beginning to open at Scotland Yard and running the investigation was a man called DSI Clive Timmons. His first job was to find out that if it uh, his first job was to find out if it was a medical mystery or a criminal mystery. Right. Because obviously if it's a medical is uh, mystery, it's got fuck all to do with Scotland Yard. No. Well, in another interview, Limpinenko <coughs> said, I was born in the Soviet Union. After school, I was recruited to the Soviet Army. In 1997, I was sent to the KGB. For 11 years, I was a top KGB officer. In 1997, I was sent to the top secret department of the KGB, where my department has the duty of killing political and high businessmen without a judge verdict. Right, so they were assassins. Yeah, pretty much. Right, right now. In a, follow- in a follow-up interview, Limvinenko said, After I had this order, which was to kill Berezovsky, I said to my boss, I refuse. After this, the KGB opened opera- uh, operation case against me to, and tried to oppress me. I had a meeting with Putin face-to-face, who Putin was, like I said, the head of the KGB at the time. Right, yeah, yeah. I had a meeting with Putin face-to-face, and I brought him material about criminals inside the FSB. Well, over the next um, three days and nights, Livinenko was interviewed by police for a total of nine hours. All the while, he is in serious agony and is slowly dying. Yeah. However, he was willing to do so as he understood that the police were not going to be able to get another chance to interview him and he wanted to tell them everything. Not so someone could be charged with his murder, but so that everyone actually understood who they were truly dealing with when it comes to Vladimir Putin. Yeah, right. Because yeah, he yeah. was basically the one that opened the whole can of worms against this cunt. I mean, everyone knows sort of, well, what a massive dictator piece of shit he is now. Yeah. But obviously back then, no one really had a no, clue. No, no one we, really knew who he was, really. No. No, I, let's say I never. I always thought he was a bit of a lad. Yeah. Well, his wife, um, Livinenko's wife, Marina, released a photo to all the papers showing the public the impact of the poisoning, which, if you do know about Livinenko, is that infamous one of him just laying in his 
bed just looking like he's on death's door right now going into the thing that was actually killing him Lymphinyanko knew that thallium was the poison of choice for the KGB, uh, KGB, which is why he told the nurses that's what he's been poisoned with. However, over time, he got worse and worse, and nobody could truly understand why, because obviously the tests were coming back negative, so they yeah. didn't know how to help him. Yeah, right, right, right. They knew it wasn't thallium because the test kept coming up negative, so they tried to figure out what it was, and they did this by giving Lymphinyanko a living post-mortem. So basically what that means is they've done everything that they would in a normal post-mortem except cut him open right. because he was alive. Yeah. Can't really do that. No, nah, exactly. They then took a sample of Litvinenko's urine to a high-security atomic weapons establishment. However, the test would take 24 hours to complete. As a matter of fact, the test was so severe they needed a litre of his urine. Fucking hell. So this Donny was pissing for England yeah. just to find out what was wrong with him. Jesus Christ. Now, that same night, on the 22nd of November, Lymphinyanko actually went into a cardiac arrest, but was thankfully resuscitated. Right, okay. On the 23rd of November, the test results came back, to which it was not only confirmed what the substance was, but that he'd been poisoned with a million times of the lethal dosage. Which sounds like a massive a lot, yeah. but I'll, I'll go a bit more into it. He was poisoned with a substance called polonium-210, which is which was used in the early testing of nuclear bombs. I was going to say, that sounds Chernobyl, yeah. what I've ever heard. And is actually one of the de- uh, deadliest substances on the planet. So much so that just one millionth of a gram is enough to kill you. Right. So if a millionth of a gram is enough to kill you, and he's been poisoned a million times over, he's only had a gram. Well, yeah, but still. Well, yeah, but <laughs> when you when you think, when you say like a million times over, you think, fucking hell, they must have just chugged him with it. Yeah. But one gram, yeah, that's yeah, all they yeah. needed. Oh, yeah, but still like... That saying that at gram could kill a million people. Exactly. And he's had a whole gram. A whole gram. Fucking hell. This meant while Livinenko was talking to the police in interviews and was in constant pain, his insides were effectively being turned into mush. <sighs> so that just shows how much of a hard cunt this guy is. Mate, he's saying, he's right? Rushing, yeah. He's like, I've been poisoned. I need to talk to the police. Listen, I'll tell you everything. I'll speak over nine hours, and the whole time his insides are literally becoming sludge. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? fucking Russians mate. Russians mate they're, they're on another level yeah well that evening on the 23rd of November at 9.21 Levinyanko died after suffering another cardiac arrest which meant that he was in hospital for 22 days in constant ag- agony his insides just becoming nothing mm. and just slowly waiting to die basically yeah, withered Jesus Christ what way Well, with his death, it meant that this investigation officially opened up as a murder inquiry. Mm. And with it happening on British soil to an official British citizen, it meant that Scotland Yard had a whole open book to figure out how this happened. Right. Oh, right. However, the first problem was not only the ward he died... Wait, what? However, the first problem was that the ward he died on, as well as many other places, were contaminated with polonium. And seeing as nobody knew about it, Nobody knew how to deal with it. Right. Now, the thing they realised with the substance being polonium is that it's very rare. In fact, the only place you can find it is in a reactor. So to get a hold of it, you need to have access to the products of a reactor. And the place where this is made is in a very high security facility in Russia. So that meant that that was basically the first marker to prove Russia had something to do with this. 
Scotland Yard then had to work out how polonium had been brought into the UK and who brought it in. Yeah, but if it's a, a gram, you ain't gonna fucking... <laughs> you say that? <laughs> but the first clues actually came from the interview tapes with Litvinenko when he said, I have no doubt who wanted this. This was done by Russian Secret Service because I because I have knowledge of this system. I know to kill another... Um, to kill a citizen in another country, this order can only be given by one person. This person is the president of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin. Right. Linfinenko told the police that on the day he fell ill on November the 1st, he met up with an Italian uh, intelligence... Uh, intelligence analyst... Uh, Italian intelligence analyst. <laughs> Fuck me, what a tongue twister. <laughs> this man was called Mario Scaramella. Which is just like the most Italian name yeah, you can ever get, isn't it? <laughs> What's his middle name? Tagliatelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Scaramella had wanted to meet up with Linfinenko to get his advice for an Italian parliamentary inquir- uh, inquiry into allegations that the KGB had tried to influence the Italian government. Right. When the pair met, Scaramella suggested that the pair go and eat at a restaurant called Itsu, which is like a su- sushi. I was going to say, yeah, in um, that, yeah. London. He suggested that they sit somewhere quiet, eat and talk. Excuse me. Livinenko claimed that Scaramello was very, very nervous and started talking very, very fast. <laughs> Don't know why I that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's because they've they're both got, I imagine, trying to speak English, which is their second time. Yeah. And what, but one's Russian, one's Italian. So it's just like, the in a Japanese fun. restaurant yeah, I know. in London. Yeah. <laughs> You've got oh, all the yeah. fucking boards checked off here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, you, but you can, can you imagine, like, say, like, with that, and then try, they're going to be fucking words up. They yeah. Try to talk quick. You just, be like, <laughs> I ain't got fucking clue. It's finished talking, you go, what? <laughs> <laughs> say that again, bro. <laughs> Uh, where am I? Where am I? I've lost it. Oh, no, here we go. Uh, Scotland Yard sent an investigation team into the Itsu restaurant to which they found traces of polonium. This also meant that Mario Scaramella was a person of interest in the inquiry. Yeah. Now, the way you test for things like polonium is through uh, secretion, which means it's in, like in your sweat and etc., so if you're sweating from your hands or anything and you touch things and pick things up, you leave a deposit. And this meant that they could follow step by step where someone with this infection has been or that someone that is carrying the polonium. Yeah, yeah. Now, Scaramella had stayed um, at the Thistle Hotel in Victoria, London during his time there. Now, when his room was tested, as well as Scaramello himself, both tests came back negative. So that meant that the chances of Scaramella being the one um, involved was very, very small. Yeah, but he could have wore rubber gloves. Mm, true. So this began to question why the Itsu restaurant was contaminated. The analysis when it was done showed that there were... The contamination... Where the, uh, Sorry. The analysis when it was done showed that where the t- contamination was found was not the same spot where Livinenko and Scaramella were sitting. Right. In fact, it was on... They was on, like, one booth. It was on found on the booth behind them. Okay. Well, it turns out that Livinenko had another meeting that day. 
In his interview, Linfinenko said after his meeting at the restaurant, he went to the Millennium Hotel where he was meeting two other Russian people, former KGB officer Andrei Lugovoy and former Soviet Army officer Dmitry Kovtun. Now, when he met with Linfinenko, Lugovoy told him that he was actually going to the Arsenal v CSKA Moscow football match that night and that he could only talk for about 10 to 15 minutes. I think Arsenal won that night. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it was in 2006. You were a fucking unreal team back then. Still are, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, now. You <laughs> know. <laughs> well, when they got um, when they got to the table, there was already a few cups and a teapot, to which Limpinenko poured himself um, a drink. Well, he's and a shit KGB bloke. Then, well, yeah, yeah. So the first thing you think of, yeah, of course, the first thing you think of, like, ah, these are these are KGB lot. I'm ex-KGB and I'm fucking them off. Exactly. So it's, it's... Especially on top of that, right? When after he took a few sips, he didn't like it because it was almost cold and he was the only one to drink from that pot. Come on. It don't take a genius to work that shit Come out of that, does it? I've seen enough action films. <laughs> exactly. To, no, to warrant you don't do that. No. <laughs> and especially a former KGB member. Exactly. Who's, who's known... About poisons. Yeah. That was his job. Exactly. Well, yeah. I was just thinking as well, you said about like, the difference with Thallium and Valium. Mm. You imagine if you had dyslexia. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm infected with Thallium. Yeah. You're not, though. No. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah, all right. You're hallucinating because you've got Thallium. No. Thallium. <laughs> You're like, yeah. It's like, no, bitch. Listen yeah, to me. So, Look at it both. Like, <laughs> right, like you, you, you feel fucking, you're in pain or something. You think, I'll just want some to space me out. And then you're like, Thallium. Thal- <laughs> Thal- uh, I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> duck, duck, duck. <laughs> After this, Lugavoy checked his watch and said um, that his wife and child are coming, um, coming to the hotel to which Linfinenko met them before they left. Now, the police obviously turned their attention to the hotel where CCTV had captured bo- uh, both Lugavoy and Cofton going upstairs to the men's toilets where traces of polonium were found that matched their movements. Right. Now, Lugavoy and Cofton came into the UK on the 16th of October on a British Airways flight from Moscow. They stayed at the Best um, best Western Hotel in London, where traces of polonium were also found in their rooms. Mm. The police also had another breakthrough when they discovered that Linvinenko had met up with Lugavoy and Cofton two weeks before their afternoon tea at the Millennium Hotel. Right. The location that they met was the Itsu Sushi Bar, and, where the, and the table that they sat at was the one where they found the polonium traces. Ah, right. This meant, obviously, that Lugavoy and Cofton tried to kill Limvinenko on the 16th of October, and the doses they used would have killed him that exact day. But because they ballsed it up, it didn't work properly. Right. Oh, so that's why it prolonged. Yeah. Oh, right. Prolonged, and then when they gave him the other dosage, that's why it fucked him royally. Well, after the original attack on the 16th of October, Lugavoy and Cofton travelled back to Moscow on a Transaero flight, which is a Russian-based flight. Yeah. Well, after the day of Litvinenko, um, after the death of Litvinenko, the police stopped that exact flight from heading back to Russia, 
and tested it for polonium, to which they found it on the exact seats that Lugavoy and Cofton had previously been sat in. Right, right, yeah, so they've got bank yeah. rates pretty much. The police also works out that the time frame from when Lugavoy and Cofton returned to Russia on the um, after the October attack and the one where... Um, and the flight after Limpinenko's death, because obviously that whole time period, that flight's going to and back, to and back, yeah, to yeah, and back. Yeah. They roughly estimated that there could be, there could have potentially been 36,000 people that could have possibly con- been contaminated with polonium. Fucking hell. Now, obviously, they stopped this flight from going back to Russia when after Litvinenko's death and they tested it for polonium. Yeah. Russia were that pissed off with this <laughs> that they... <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. Russia were that pissed off with the U- that the UK had interfered with the Transaero flight that in Moscow airport, Russian authorities had purposely taken one of the tugs that pushed the aircraft back from the stands and put it in front of a British Airways flight, preventing it from taking off. That's just childish. That's how petty these fuckers were. That's just fucking childish. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've stopped my flight? I'll fucking stop one of yours, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Cost you money. How do you like it, dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> so petty. And that was the first sign of political troubles with this investigation. Uh, there we go. <laughs> well, nine days after the um, Itzu attack, the one on the 16th of October, Lugavoy returned to the UK, um, this time to finish off what he started. But he brought his family along with him so that it wouldn't look suspicious. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why uh, Lipinenko met his wife and kid. Ah, right. The police checked the hotel room where Lugavoy was staying and found a serious amount of radiation in the bathroom sink and pipes, which meant that um, Lugavoy had poured the polonium down the drain after he was finished with it. Yeah. The police now had a pretty good fucking point of view and understanding they that got, Lugavoy and Cofton were the ones who carried out the they've hit. Got, they've got a bag to run, yeah. surely. But they needed to interview them. So Scotland Yard sent a team of officers down to Moscow to interview them. Because obviously, with the whole, um, I don't know what the word is, but you can't just go into someone's country and just arrest someone. So yeah, part of Geneva Convention. Yeah, so they needed like, they needed to interview him to see if they could catch him out, and then yeah. you need to extradite him, all that sort of shit. Yeah. Well, on the fourth of December two thousand and six, Detective Inspector Brian Tarpey and his team had been briefed by MI six on what to uh, what to expect in Moscow, such as things like the room being bugged or them setting traps sort of thing so brian tarpey left traps around the room so that he would know if anybody's been in there and thankfully they didn't come up right well on the 5th of december the team met with the russian general prosecutor in moscow at the british embassy yeah brian tarpey and his team stated that they wished to interview both lugavoy and Cofton, and that they believe they are in a place called nuclear hospital number six this is when the russians started to become a bit difficult by saying that they'd never heard of this place, and how do they, how do like Brian Tarpey and his team know what it is and where it is? Yeah. Which already is, you're thinking, hmm. It's yeah, like, it's a bit how, how do you know what that place is and where it is? Because I've never heard of it. Mm hmm. Of course you haven't, mate. <laughs> of course you haven't. Well, that afternoon, they received a phone call telling them that they were at a place um, called Nuclear Hospital Number Six and that they can do an interview. But that they was told that the interview must be finished by ten o'clock. Now, just for a bit of a side note, nuclear, uh, nuclear hospital number six was actually built to house and help the victims of the Chernobyl disaster. Sounds right. Yeah, 
I was going to say, that's why I needed, fuck, at least six hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least ten minutes after the call, um, Brian Tarpy and his team were in a van and they were being escorted to the hospital. Now, the journey there was an absolute nightmare, with the escorts first driving really, really fast so that the um, Brian Tarpy and them couldn't see really where they were going because they were just going so fucking quick. And then they ended up going really slow and kept doing, like, multiple U-turns and all this because apparently they didn't know where they was going. Shock. Yeah. Now, bearing, in, bearing in mind, the hospital is 20 minutes away from the hotel. It took them over two hours to get there. Yeah. So they were fucking them up from the get-go. Yeah. Now, when they finally did arrive at the hospital, just after 9 o'clock at night, bearing in mind that the interview had to be finished by 10. 10, yeah. They was told under no circumstances would they be allowed to bring any recording devices with them into the interview and only one Scotland Yard officer was permitted to enter and must be wearing a hazmat suit due to Covton apparently being treated for exposure to polonium. It's all a bit sus. Now, when he got in there, they couldn't act... Because Brian Tarpey was the one that went in. He couldn't actually identify if the person was, in fact, Covton because he was covered up in bandages from head to toe with only his eyes showing. <laughs> so the, that Donnie could have been literally any motherfucker. Anyone. Well, just after 13 minutes, the doctor stopped the interview, saying that um, this Cofton needed rest and all that sort of shit. But the whole time through the interview, the, the majority of the things he was only saying was, I do not recall. Mm. So he was basically no comment in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I said, Russia was theoretically fucking them about. But it was about to get even worse when the ITV News decided that this would be the perfect time to broadcast that Litvinenko's death was being treated as a murder inquiry. See, this is what this is what's the problem, right? When um, tabloids and stuff like that, news reporters, they get involved. Exactly, they just fuck it up. They just fuck it up, and then you, you. it goes, exactly. it'll, it'll end up going down a drain. But anyway. this was apparently sanctioned by the British government to prevent ties with Russia being more damaged than what they already were at the time. So the British government said, yeah, okay, you can release that. And they went, all right, nice one. It's like, are you fucking morons? So, but to not tarnish. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't get how. Right. Right. But, and then again, are they just saying this because they don't want a whole can of worms opening up? Oh, yeah, and a light point. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you think of fucking the how embedded Russia and um, UK came after that yeah. with the likes of your Roman Abramoviches and that all coming over to this country. Yeah, yeah, true. So from Russia's point of view, they thought that their nationalists were getting questioned as a witness, but because of what they saw on TV, that it was being a murder inquiry, they're now looking at it as their nationals are being questioned as suspects. Yeah. So that pissed Russia off big time. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. The Russian government then stated that from the British side, they can um, see an attempt to use cri- to use the criminal case and the need for professional investigation to politicise this affair, which is something that Russia do not stand by. No. Nah. Bit calling the pot kettle black when yeah. you fuckers can go into any country you want and kill anyone. Yeah, so yeah. Well, after six days of waiting, the interview with the second suspect, Andre Lugovoy, uh, was cancelled at short notice. Russia also announced that they couldn't um, re-interview Kovden because his health was declining rapidly. Uh-huh. 
Well, that evening, Brian Tarpey and his team were offered tea by the Russian Russian general prosecutor. Oh, they took it, they're fucking idiots. To which Brian Tarpey drank. Oh, fuck. And that night, he was sick and had the shit. He believes that he was spiked with something to make him feel horrible to halt the investigation. Yeah, I mean... So maybe it was a case of, do you know what, I feel like crap, call the interview off, I can't be asked. How stupid... These cunts are meant to be the top donnies of their things. Yeah. Livinenko was one of the top donnies of the KGB. This guy is working for MI6. Yeah. How... How's your brain not functioning? Surely that should be like rule number one. If someone offers you something, don't don't take take it. it. Unless it's sealed. Especially when you think this whole um, investigation, what's going on, that it started from a poisoning, you think, and you're blaming Russian nationalists, and then a Russian nationalist is giving you something to drink. Yeah, nice one. Do you know what I mean? Are you fucking mong? Well, the next day, on December 11th, Tarpey and his team were escorted back to the Nuclear Hospital 6 to do an interview, uh, interview with Andre Lugavoy. They was told the same thing, that Lugavoy was apparently sick from polonium and that they couldn't take any recording equipment in there with them. Why? Well, it was also told that Russia would be recording the interview and that they would give the team a copy of it. Oh, and that the interview off. itself will be in Russian... Because Lugavoy spoke no English. Oh, fuck off. It's just getting more and more fuck mad. Fuck off. Saying that, oh, Russians will record it. They'll yeah. give you a copy. It won't you be think... a full fucking copy. No, exactly. Just edit it out. Fuck off. Now, Tarpey said that when he interviewed Lugavoy, he did not look sick in the slightest. In the fact, the bearing in mind he was in hospital, and when you're admitted to hospital, you have to wear like, hospital gowns and that. Yeah. This Donnie was in his own clothes and everything. <laughs> so that either they're bullshitting... Or he had literally just turned up to the hospital. Yeah. Well, the interview took place to which they was hoping that if the Russians had edited the audio view, um, if the Russians had edited the audio tape, it would be completely different to the answers that Lugavoy gave them that they wrote down. Right. Well, when the interview was done, Lugavoy apparently smirked at Tarpey and said in English, good luck with your investigation. Bearing oh, in mind, this cunt don't speak English. Oh, yeah, nah, fuck This it. is why, because they did this in the TV show as well, and I was watching it with my mum, and I turned around and said, this is why I couldn't be an investigator. Yeah. Because if they've told me this cunt can't speak English, and I think he's, everyone knows this cunt done it, and then he turns around in English, smirking at you, go, good luck with the investigation, I'd want to leap over the table and pound his fucking yeah. head in. Yeah. So that's why I was oh, like, I that. couldn't be an investigator, because I'm like, you fucking cunt. Oh, fuck, I know. The teams was then given the tapes um, to which uh, there was like a handover sort of thing. And that was being filmed. And then when they returned to England, they handed the tapes over to the forensics. And they discovered that the tape with Lugavoy's interview had not been handed over by Russia. No, of course not. Well, one month after his death, Linvinenko's body was still so radioactive that it had to be placed in a lead-lined coffin for burial, yeah. which is what they did with the victims of Chernobyl yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. Now, after all of this, the police still needed concrete proof of how polonium was passed over. Yeah. Scotland Yard expert said that there would be no trace of polonium left on anything that had been washed 42 times in the dishwasher since the incident. Right. And that they was basically told not to bother checking because you'd just be wasting your time. Thankfully, the head of Scotland Yard, this, um, what, what's his name? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, um, thankfully, he went, nah, fuck it, test them anyway. Because they, um, when they did check, 
they had full-scale detections on the teapot used by Cofton and Lugavoy. Yeah. So with all of this, they now basically had these two cunts banged to rights. Yeah. So all the evidence was handed over to the uh, Crown Prosecutor... Uh, uh, fuck me. To the Crown Prosecution. And five months later, the CPS formally sought the extradi- uh, extradition of Lugavoy on charge of murder. However... In 2007, Lugavoy became a member of the Russian parliament, which gave him immunity from prosecution. These oh. cunts just cannot catch a break. No, no. The Ru- but you've got to give it to the Russians. They're fucking clever. Yeah. They, oh, they, yeah. They, they've worked. Royally. They've made them look that's what, they, that's what they said when I was watching this documentary about it. The guy that was running this said, what do I think? He said, um, I said what did you think about this when this whole Russian thing's? He said, literally, the one thing that was going from my head is, the fuckers are played us like a fiddle. Yeah. I was like, the Russians must feel big about that. It's like, yeah. we've played MI6 like a bunch of mongs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have that, you mug. Yeah. Fuck's sake. They said he couldn't take the recording device. He said, everyone's seen Mission Impossible. You get them little fucking... Mm. And you, you know, you'd find... You'd think you'd they'd find, find a way. way. Yeah. Oh, mate. Fucking wide you up, do <laughs> Well, during this time, the then Home Secretary, Theresa May, ruled out a public inquiry fearing that it would damage relations with Russia. However, in 2014, under the pressure from the High Court, she changed her mind. Mm. Well, more than, right. yeah. well, more than eight years after his death, the public inquiry into Litvinenko's death was finally opened. And the verdict concluded that Lugavoy and Kofton were responsible for the murder of Litvinenko under the order of Vladimir Putin. Now, obviously, hooray, they figured it out, but they can't do nothing about it. No. Because, obviously, Putin's the president of Russia, Lugavoy's fucking head of state, and Kofton's been... Well, fuck knows what Kofton is. Bear in mind that these two are apparently exposed to polonium. We saw what it done to Litvinenko, but these two are still alive today. Yeah. That's a bit weird. But surely, right? Because that... Can't that be a class as an act of terrorism? I think... In a roundabout sort of way, it can. But again, there's not really much you can do about it. Because... Especially the UK. Yeah, okay, you've proven this. Are you really going to start a war with Russia? Well, yeah, but then it, it becomes like a nation's... Oh, what, what's it called? Not no. But I think this is where that whole... You remember from the Gareth Williams one where I said they had to boot all the oligarchs out and yeah. all this sort of shit and like basically wash the hands of Russia. This is where it stemmed from. Right. So I think they've done the best they can with... What they got. Yeah, with what they got without avoiding... Like, whilst trying to avoid war. Right, fair. Well, Marina Livyenko stated that this is an amazing victory because even though <laughs> nobody has been charged... Everybody knows who killed her husband and who gave the order. And now the entire world knows exactly who Vladimir Putin truly is. Which, where you look nowadays, yeah, she was fucking bang on it. Yeah, warmonger. Yeah. He's just, yeah he's just, he's... Now, this was officially the most complex, the most dangerous, and the most technically demanded investigation ever undertaken by British law enforcement. So that is why I had to cover it. Yeah. Because... It's just a fucking mind fuck. It is just... He's put it in. No. He's put it in. So all the answers are there. Yeah, exactly. So, but he's just trying to get him... He's just try, trying to bang him to yeah. so he's just trying. If they Yeah. If they caught him, 
whilst he was in the UK, they got him. Yeah. There's fuck all Russia can do about it. No. Which is what you've seen in previous cases where, I know we mentioned it before, with um, that Sergei Skripal, who was a Russian double, uh, what's the word, double agent, mm-hmm. who actually working for the UK, was in Russia at the time, was arrested, arrested in Russia. And yeah. the UK could do nothing about it until that exchange over happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even then, they tried to kill him. Yeah. So, that's just two blatantly obvious attacks Russia have caused At on least, UK yeah. so- soil. Well, yeah, because yeah, you got... Like, I mentioned other ones, but these two are concrete proof. They fucking did it. Yeah. It just goes to show, these lot will not... If they want something quiet, they will stop at nothing. You better don't, mate. Do it very fucking quiet. No, they are... No, not. But at the same time, they're quite fucking useless. Yeah. Seeing it took them twice, two attempts to kill Livinenko with the one of the deadliest substances on the planet. Yeah. And with the Screeple, they're still alive. Yeah. So even that's, though... That's another Chuck one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the Salisbury one. <coughs> so, <coughs> even though you've got these big bad motherfuckers that will just attempt to kill anyone... They ain't your fucking best at it, are they? Well, no, they can't do it sneaky. They'd rather go with an AK or something. Yeah, exactly. If it was up to them, they'd be fucking stoned in the streets sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 Fuck but sakes. It just goes, oh, it's so mad. I know I've mentioned it a few times now with the likes of Chernobyl, that Gareth Williams won this. But the Russian government are just on another level. Yeah, yeah. Of everything. Just yeah. war crimes, insanity, the lot. Yeah, they're fucked. So they are just mental. on another fucking level. They are mental people. And they, like you say, it's because they're so... They are massive and everything. They they feel like they can get away with everything. They, they really do feel they're untouchable. And in a way, they are. They are. Look at what's happening with Ukraine. Yeah. we go, we. Any other country did that, that would be repelled instantly. Yeah. But because it's them... It's that fear. It is that fear. They've because, got it. And I think as well, the more you read about this sort of stuff, and you are like, and you hear Putin saying the things like, I will use nukes and that. Me personally, I don't think he ever would. But you couldn't put it past the cunt. No, that's what I mean. It's like, no wonder it's, it's, they're like, fucking hell. Yeah, because you can always say, nah, I don't think you will, until he does Until he does it. And then we're, we're standing there look, seeing these fucking nukes coming towards us. Yeah, you can't say, okay, I'm sorry, take it back. Yeah. It's just, oh, mate. I mean, you look at everything that's happened under his regime. Mm. I mean, for, for starters, he should have been out of presidency long ago. Yeah. He was the one that decided, nah, the presidency election thing's gone. Yeah. I'm staying until I want to go. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pretty much brought it back as a dictator. And as well, I forgot to mention, all this time during this whole Living Yanko case, he is on national TV saying about Livinenko and saying, well, yeah, nothing to do with it. It's like, so I don't know why the British are pointing the fingers at us and all this sort of shit. So, no wonder it was the most dangerous because then you've got to send a team of British investigators into his backyard yeah. to point the finger at two of his... Subordinates. Yeah. <laughs> and then try and arrest them. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. That is crazy. See, I th- think the only reason that these guys managed to get back to the UK alive is because it would be out and out proof, then. Yeah. I think if it was up to them, these guys like Brian Tarpey and that would have suspiciously gone missing. Yeah, their plane would have come, gone, They'd down. gone down or the car would have crashed or something like that. Yeah. It's like, 
well, oh, we don't know where he is. Yeah. But I think because of everything that was going on, it was a bit like, oh, we can't really get away with that. Yeah. Well, we better let him go home. Yeah. <laughs> but they figured out the next best thing. It's like, yeah, we'll give you all the tapes. Except from the major one that you need. We'll give, but we'll give you them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing is, right, this is why I stick to fucking mon- monsters and animals. Because they're, they're easy. Yeah. They're just there. They want to kill you. Yeah. They're, they want to eat you. Job done. You know, with these, you really just, don't know what the fuck they want. No, that's it. Like, do you, do you want us dead or not? Yeah, you know what I mean. They, 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 and they try to be sneaky about it. These fuckers don't. But <laughs> like I've mentioned on a load of um, conspiracy episodes that we've covered, especially the ones with like um, governments and that. If this is what they tried to hide, what the fuck were they successful with? Yeah. And that's not just not about the Russian government. That's not about every fucking government. Exactly. People it, wonder why I don't trust them. Yeah. And people wonder when they say, well, why aren't you voting? This is why. Yeah. If they are willing, I know this was Russia, but the UK were involved, and the UK have fucking got bare skeletons in their closet as well. I mean, every fucking nation has. Yeah. But if they were willing to try and cover this up, what the fuck else were they doing? Yeah. Why do you think I'm not voting for it? Because I don't trust a single fucking one of them. No. Fuck that for a laugh. No. That's the thing. These people that are running countries, like they're they're supporting mil- billions of people. Like it just reminded me of this uh, podcast I watched with uh, a guy called. I'm sorry, let me get his name. Uh, Ro- not Ronnie Pickering. It's not Ronnie Pickering at all. <laughs> Hardest man in hell. <laughs> oh, what is it? Bobby Cummins. Yeah, you're right on. Yeah, okay, boy. Uh, who and this guy was one of the like he was a main gangster face during the craze era and all that. Mm. Well, he actually ended up becoming an uh, OBE and was constantly invited uh, to the Houses of Parliament for like his charity work and all that sort of stuff. Right. And he said that when he first got there, an MP came up to him and said, how do you feel about being here with your background in that? And this Bobby Cummins turned around and went, I feel right at home. Yeah. And this MP was like, why? He said, because I've dealt with gangsters all my life. <laughs> I thought that was the coldest fucking thing. Like, fuck you. Yeah, that's a proper like. Yeah, mic drop. drop. <laughs> you think? But it's bang on the money though. Yeah. They are. Oh, yeah, but yeah. The they are the biggest organised crime going. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. That's that's what they are. Exactly. That's exactly what they are. It's, that's why I find it so brilliant when they talk about things like oh knife crime bad, which is of everything I'm saying. I agree with right. Yeah. Like the likes of knife crime bad, gun crime bad. You know, criminals are out of control and that. But it's like, you actually looked in the mirror, you sick cunts. Yeah. It's not... It doesn't take a genius to work out how to dwindle these things down. No. It's just you lot are lining your fucking pockets and you won't do it. Because exactly. it's financially benefiting you. Yeah. If you was, If you really cared about this country, or any other country for that matter... I'll specifically talk about UK scene. We are in the UK. And it's a UK season. But when you hear them talk about all this thing as, we want to do better... We want to make this country the way it should be. Do but it. it doesn't take a fucking genius to work out. Pay the NHS what they fucking deserve. Exactly. Pay schools and, like, up the school thing. Do you know what I mean? Actually teach schools what they should be fucking learning. Yeah. Teach, like, invest in the... Well, I don't know what. Literally, in the, like, the slum areas, like yeah. your estates and that. Give them the opportunities they fucking need. Exactly. You can't expect them to turn around... And just miraculously become makes up for that enough. Exactly. Yeah. That's what so many you see so many, especially like your hoodie gangsters. You know what I mean, sort of things. And they say we didn't want this life. No. It's like, but we have no other choice. 
No. And I know there'll be people out there thinking, yeah, but you don't have to do it. But put yourself in their shoes. You've been living on this estate. You have no money to your name. Yeah. And then you see a guy and you've, you've tried to get jobs and that and you haven't been able to because of your appearance, your background, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Where you're from. And then you see a guy from that estate in a fucking unreal murk, jewellery up to fuck, cash at his hip, yeah. all that. You think, I want that. And he's like, how did you get that? It's like, well, I sell this. Yeah. And you think, fucking hell, quickest way to make money. I'm doing it. Exactly. It's like, it don't take a genius to work out. No, because it... Thing is that I have this because look with my old man who's seventy three mm-hmm. and he's still working. That's what I mean. And it, you know he's very proud as as am I. And he said I'd rather be skint than to do than to do drug dealing and stuff like yeah. that. But then I was and I, I said to him I said because I'd ne- I'd never do it. Fuck no. it, I, I'd give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I just. I said to, it's the only way now people are actually making money. Yeah, exactly. Actually making money. But, it's out of property. Yeah. You know, and with property, you've got to have money to then buy property. Yeah, exactly. So a way to actually, you, you can't just go like like with a tradesman or something like that. You can't just go to work, earn money, and then be able to save it because of how life is now. Exactly. Because of how expensive life is now. People are trying to do side, side hustles. Like, we are. Yeah. We're trying to do side hustles and stuff like that. But it's such a hard thing to get off the ground, whereas something exactly. like that... It's like... You can understand why people do yeah, it. Yeah, because they feel like they've got no other option. No. Especially even, like, beyond that. When you look at people when they come out of prisons and that. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, the reason they reoffend isn't because of oh it's just my life, it's because they've got that stability. They're getting free meals a day. They've got a roof over their heads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's in a prison, so you haven't got necessarily your freedom. No. But on the outside, it's either I either go to prison where I get like the roof over my head, my free meals a day, I get exercise, I get learn stuff, all that sort yeah. of shite, or I come out of prison with not a penny to my name. Not a house. I won't be able to get a job because I've got a conviction. Yeah. Why would I not reoffend and go set straight back? Exactly. So it's it's like how are people how are people like me and you and other people realizing this, but the government are turning a blind eye to it yeah. because they know about it. It doesn't take a fuck. If we can figure it out, they definitely can. Oh yeah, exactly. The only reason they won't. It's because it's not lying in their pockets. No. They're just money-hungry bastards. Yeah, that's all it is. The glory hunting. Yeah. All the time. They say they're going to do this. Especially like, when you see like with the NHS and everything. That is on its fucking knees. Because like, Lewis, who's been on this podcast yeah. enough, like that boy works like, like a fuck. motherfucker. Works like fuck. And Jess as well, who's yeah, a midwife. Yeah, exactly. Works like fuck. And even that, like, it's, it's, and that... And Lewis is working every day he can. Yeah. Like, he worked Christmas Day. He's working New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. Possibly New Year's Day, I'm not 100%. No, uh, New Year's Eve, he's New definitely Year's working. Eve, he's working. Like, and, like you say, they're, they're t- like, you see them and they're so tired. Yeah. They're knackered. They were, like, say, like with ambulance and that, like, they they have their times at six till six, but sometimes they don't finish till, well, like, Well, that, that's what Lewis says. He says it's very, very rare. Yeah. That they've um, they actually re- they yeah. do that, and these are people that are sacrificing their lives yeah. to care for and us, on and top they're of that, getting no help. On on top of that, right? I know it's like because we know them both, so it's more personal, and there's going to be thousands upon thousands oh, of stories yeah. like this. But you look at like Lewis working Christmas Day, working New Year's Eve. He's recently married. Yeah, 
they're, 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 do you know what I mean? They want to spend time together. Yeah. Jess, just not long had a child. Yeah. She's going to want to spend time with her. Yeah. And they and can't. Yeah, no. As much as they want to because of this shite. Yeah, because they, they're... They're that, so overworked and understaffed and underpaid. Yeah, yeah. big th- time. They're, they're fucked. Yeah, and they... But a lot of time, like, like with Lewis, like, because, well, we see more of Lewis, so... But he don't moan about it. No. Because he does it for the... He does it because he cares. Exactly. And you will rarely find someone truly moaning from the NHS. Yeah. They're obviously... They're, they're just drained. Yeah, because I've seen... And they're not going to be happy with it, but they ain't going to go, oh, fucking hell. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Never. No. Because like, you, you've seen it like when it was like through the the COVID pandemic. Oh, like, like, there were nurses who were still working and they were in tears because of how tired they were. Exactly. But they were but, uh, still going. After that interview was done, they still went back yeah, to work. Yeah, you're like, what it's the like, fuck? Right, and... And even though, right, I'll get it hot, because me and you love football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what I'm going to yeah. say. How some of these footballers are earning, like, 300k a week, 400k a week. They're kicking a leather bag of air. Yeah. That, that is the grand scheme of it. I don't mind. It. I know they're earning that money because of the revenue they're bringing in. But you'd think, in, like, UK or whatever, they'd put, like, a monotax rebate sort of thing. Yeah. I know they are on the high wage bracket, yeah. but you'd think... Yeah. But the thing is... They're taking it out of their pocket and giving it to the government, and they're putting it in their pocket. Exactly. Instead of it being like, right, let's say, for argument's sake, me and you are professional footballers, we earn three hundred grand a week. Okay. Realistically, a week, hundred grand is more than enough. Well, three hundred grand a week is forty percent. Yeah. So right. Forty percent of that. Hang on, I will work this out. Three hundred. So thirty k. Thirty times three. Take 120k off. Yeah, right. So what's that? So that's 280k. They still take exactly out. right. So without 120k, hundred of that or whatever, 80, 70, 60, whatever, to the NHS. Another bit of that to like um, like to, to, pro- just, to projects. Yeah, to projects and like stabilities and like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it to like the poor, poor areas. Yeah, and all that sort of thing. Why isn't that done? Seriously, it pisses me off but, so much. But that's like because Liz Truss, right? She was in power for 40, forty-five days, forty-four days. So she iceberg lettuce last longer. Than that, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. But because she was in power, she's gonna be getting over one hundred twenty thousand pound a year. Exactly. For because she was in power, and she done she done fuck jack off. shit. She made things worse. Yeah. So the, things like that, and this is why it pisses me off. When you see these electric, uh, elections and they're saying things, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah. No, you're not. We all know you're fucking no, not. I, I'm going to upset people. The only person who kind of come to it was Boris Johnson when he said, well, I'll get us out of, this, out of the EU, which yeah. he has done. Which yeah. He, he, says, he, he got us think... out of it. It was a shit show, but he got us out of he it. He got us out of it, and then plus he had COVID then, to deal on top yeah, of that. But then on top of that, right, with the likes of Brexit and that, where we were promised so much to the NHS... The second the, the vote come out that we were leaving the EU, they turned around and went, well, we didn't say it was specifically going to that. Yeah. It's like, are you guys actually fucking vermin? Yeah. yeah it's oh, like, yeah. you guys are really on another level of cunt. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. You're, like, you're, you're your own definition. There's not a word created to describe you lot. No. And, and they think that they've become a joke. Yeah. And people are taking the piss out of them. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I wonder why people are like this. 
It's a, is there a fucking wonder? Yeah. Is there really a wonder? Because when, like, you've got people who work, I'm not saying about myself, but there is people out there, like, two like parents to young kids who are working seven days a week. Exactly. And they and they can still barely provide. Yeah. Provide. And they're not, How is that right? And they're not thinking about the future of potential repercussions. It's just a vicious circle, and it needs breaking. It does. But it's never going to fucking happen. No. You can have every prime minister. I know, like, who's the fucking Labour MP, Donnie? What's oh, his I name? Oh, look, I've I've completely come away from yeah. it all. But like all of them in your back benches where they come, like you see, like in the meetings of the House of Commons, where they're lambasting the fucking whoever's running the government nine times out of ten, it's a Tory government. Yeah, you see, like the Labour Party going, "You're doing this, and you said that. You're doing this." Where if it was roles reversed, it'd be the exact same thing. You it. would not change anything in the slightest, regardless of what you say in your fucking um, portfolio or what's the word I'm looking for campaign yeah your campaign sort of thing regardless of what you say in that you and i both know that will never ever fucking happen no. because one you don't have the money yeah. two you're not a miracle worker no. and three even if you had both of those things you still wouldn't because you'd be making the money from it yeah because yeah. it don't affect you so what's it fucking matter no exactly and what annoys me as well so you see all these mps of that none of them have had to live hard lives no None of, none of them have had to get like try and scrub mud from uh, from, uh, from yeah. their hands and oil and grease. Like they've never had to have like, nah. have parents it's... go out and work till midnight, so you barely see them. They've never had they've never had like hard they've never had hard lives. They've never had to like like have like where you don't know if you're gonna eat or have warmth. Exactly. You know, they've had Even, they've been in the ivory towers all no. their fucking life. And I know. They're telling okay. us how to fucking live. And, and I know, okay, all right, no one could have predicted COVID. Right? No. That whole thing, I could be here all day, but they could have handled that a lot better than they could have, they, realistically. They could have handled it better, but they could have handled it a lot worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say they did utter shite. No. But they didn't exactly do spot-on perfect either. In fact, no country did. Well, apart from New Zealand. Well, yeah, but I think but that is because th- that's so far out of the way. But even then, when we was coming out of lockdown, that's when the waves were starting to hit them. Yeah. So even they weren't the fucking best. No. I think even last Christmas, Australia was in a lockdown. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, yeah. So, do you know what I mean? No one could have predicted that. But at the same time, you must have known when you see things like this, like when, when things like COVID and that happen... And you know financially there's going to be a big drop afterwards. Yeah. Which is what we're seeing now with the cost of living crisis and that. Yeah. You must think, what the fuck are you doing there? The whole point of a government is to build a better future for that country. Yeah. So you must have things like this, like contingency plans in place for when these sort of things occur. Yeah. Not knowing when it happens, but when it does happen, you're not thinking, fuck, what do we do? You're thinking, right, okay. We do this, we do this, we do this. Yeah. No matter what people say, whether they agree or disagree, we stick to this plan and we'll see how it ends up in the end. Yeah. If it don't work, then we hold our hands up and say, yeah, okay, we fucked up. Sorry. We'll be better next time. But they are literally sitting there with their heads up their asses, not doing anything. No. Not realising that, I mean, COVID's still happening nowadays. What's going to be the next big thing? Exactly. Whether it be a virus or a terrorist attack or a war or anything. What's going to happen then? Because no. I don't trust this government to get us out of fucking anything. No, no, no. I wouldn't trust this government to run a fucking Asda, let alone a, <laughs> <laughs> let alone a country. No, exactly. And I just sit... Oh, I just piss yeah, me off. Royally. Yeah, royally. just really piss me off. Because I think like, with, with COVID and that, like, they pretty much said this is a 
we're going to have repercussions. Yeah. But surely by now they've repaid it. Yeah. Because it's saying about furlough and everything. Right? Yeah. But surely we've re that like a lot of it has got to have been repaid. Surely. But then you look at this whole living crisis with the energy bills and all that shit. Yeah, but that's got it hasn't had got anything to do with the government. Like they, it's the energy providers what are coining it in. Yeah, because there was even a map at <coughs> where it had like different price, like all the prices and everything. Mm-hmm. And we're paying like nearly two hundred percent exactly, whereas other countries aren't. This is what I mean. And I've seen so many people with the energy crisis turning around and saying it's because of the Russia war in Ukraine. It's not. No. Because if you look at, like you said with that chart and that, we get 2% of our oil from Russia. Yeah. France get 25%. And they're sitting there going, yeah, we're all right. Yeah. They ain't in an energy crisis. That's what I mean. And we get 2%. How the fuck can that 2% have crippled us this bad? It's, it's not gonna. It's a big blo- it's a bloke behind his desk or a woman, whatever. Behind their desk saying, we're going to coin in off this, yeah. boys. Yeah. We're going to have a fucking exactly. good, good drink I, now, t- I saw something. And it said to try and tackle the prices of energy crisis, the UK ought to be prepared in January to have multiple blackouts from 7 o'clock onwards during the week. What do you mean? Oh, no. What do you fucking mean, energy blackouts? I know there's people going to be sitting there going, yeah, I'm pissed. I ain't going to be able to watch Emmerdale. <laughs> but think of it bigger. Yeah. All this sort of shit. It's like, oh, my God. This country is on its fucking knees. The more I think about it, Tight. we are truly fucked right now the world is fucked the world is fucked the world is completely fucked this is why i think i love going into my like yeah things because it's like it's that escape from reality because of how shit reality is exactly i'll keep i'll say it all the time if i could i would pack my stuff up i'd go and live in the fucking woods yeah. and live off the land yeah i ain't gotta worry about fuck fucking all. anything i ain't gotta worry about governments i as long as i've got a fucking deer to shoot <laughs> you know, yeah, fresh water source and a bit of heat from fire. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I've got. Y- y- Me, you've got to literally worry about stuff that is happening, has happened, yeah. or is gonna happen, just to try and make ends meet. Yeah, that is... it's like this is no way to live. No, no way to fucking live. And, you, and then when you see the likes of um, Elon Musk coming out and saying that it's actually role reversed, there isn't an overpopulation crisis. There's actually an underpopulation crisis. Fuck off. But let's just say, for argument's sake, it's true. No fucking wonder. Because. Uh, no wonder. Yeah. It's no wonder why people are turning around and going, well, I'm not going to have a kid. Yeah. Because I can't financially afford to look after them with the way the planet's going. Exactly. So if he is right, no fucking wonder. Yeah. Governments are actually killing the human race. <laughs> yeah. Which they've been doing since day dot. Yeah. Since, yeah. I mean. I, I, for anyone that doesn't believe us or anything or you've got your own opinions please let us know but just answer this one question name one government through any era that done nothing wrong there isn't one no. like, I yeah. know yeah okay people are going to make mistakes that's genuine Yeah. but when you look at the obvious fucking flaws and the only people that are benefiting from it are the people that should be dealing with the problem in the first place yeah it doesn't take a genius to work out who's at fault. Don't get me wrong. If the government are doing their job, yeah, they should have a higher wage yeah. than a lot of people. I'm not disputing that because no. they are running the country. Yeah, yeah, of course. But when they're actually, they're, they're, li- they're pretty much literally taking food out of kids' mouths. Yeah. That's where I have that's a problem. That's when your issue becomes. That's where I like, have a problem. You really are just a bunch of fucking leeches. 
Yeah. That, that's the perfect word to describe leeches. them. A leech. You're fucking leeches. That's You're it. sucking on for dear life. Don't fucking care about who, who you're sucking. Not this sounds a bit mad, but not, do you know what I mean. We're not even on about black and orange. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, living Yanko, sad day. Sad yeah. <laughs> but fair play. He used his death as a reason to prove to people. Yeah. What the fuck they were dealing with, and even then it still took a while. And now we're looking back, going. <laughs> yeah. He may have been right. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. What's going back on that, right? I don't know if he has or not. But how has no one attempted to assassinate this cunt if no one has? Who, Putin? Yeah. He's got too many people looking out for him. I know, but you'd think someone, uh, someone would try something. Yeah. That's all this cunt needs a bullet in his head. Yeah, but you could say the same with Kim Jong un from North Korea. Yeah. He's going to be quiet, though, isn't he? What's, yeah. he? what's he planning? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> when they are quiet, that's when you got to worry. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but it, you think, because North Korea is a, a far smaller country, mm-hmm. you'd think it, it, it'd be easy to go at him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it, but if Especially when he tried going on with the United States. Yeah. No wonder Trump was going, go on then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on. Like, it's like, yeah, I've got a fucking, what is it, a one million man army. Right. Cool. That's one division of ass, mate. You're still four foot two. Four uh, four foot tall. Shut your mouth. Fucking little garden gnome, mate. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, if if no one's tried to assassinate him, being like such a small country... Yeah. It's a wonder why no one's gone Gone for Putin. Gone for Putin. Like, it's just... One of of his guards, that's who they need. One of his guards, to turn and see what he's like. And then him, yeah, pull the trigger. But the thing is, like, I imagine, like, especially like his guys, like, they're living a life of luxury. Oh, of course they fucking are. You know what I mean? Of course they're, they're they are. The best life. They're giving their lives for that man. Yeah. Because the people closest around him are living life. Where <laughs> I think as well, they've sort of got no choice. Because <laughs> they've already seen, if he's willing to turn on his mates, like with the oligarchs and that, what the fuck would he do to me? Exactly. Mate, if I was in his fucking guard and I'm seeing what he's doing with his mates, if he asked for a blowjob, I'd give him the best fucking blowjob <laughs> of his life. <laughs> Mate, I'd do anything to make sure this cunt ain't killing me. You've heard it here first. <laughs> See what Josh is willing to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's getting darker. <laughs> I'm just saying, that cunt wanted me to do fucking anything. I'm doing it. I mean, I am not saying no to this guy. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> fucking rap. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. But no, well, I'll just say... Like, we're not trying to cause arguments. No, of we're course not, we're not. Because at the end of the day, it's just two mates who, who, are, who are just, just having a having a chat. Yeah, having a chat. Like that's all it is. So like, we're we're not political people. No, I'm far from it. I'm fucking backwards as they fucking <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm fucking I'm a hillbilly. So we don't matter what fuck what I think. You know. And so, but it's just I I just can't see a good end to, to it. Nah. For the for the normal, I work, think for the, I think that's what the issue is. Not going, trying to go back onto the. It, that's just what I'm going to finish off with. But that's the point where you said like you know you're far from like up to date with all yeah. this stuff. But even if people like you are noticing enough's enough, and this is beyond a fucking joke, yeah. something needs to change. Oh god, yeah, yeah, god, oh god, yeah. If it's getting to the point where the normal working man is is fucking scraping by, what the fuck? Well, it's like. It was always say you 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 earn like you work to live. Yeah, 
you're living to work now. Yeah. Just, and of course, but in a way, it's worked to the government's favour. They've got us. They've got us all by the short curve. Yes, we've got to go to work or, and do stuff like this, just just to provide them to then give us. The, yeah, if say we're doing all this to give them the banquet and we get the scraps. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It is such a fucking fast. Animals don't really realise, do they? No. How good they've got it. Yeah. Especially like dogs, right? Yeah. They. I, I was looking at my dog earlier, and I was honest, because he was asleep, and I'm just looking at him going, you really don't know how good you've got it, do no, you? No, they haven't got Your clothes. fucking whole thing is, let me out, I need a shit. When are you feeding me? Give me a belly rub. Yeah. I'd love to have that life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about fuck all. No. <laughs> I was like, you lucky bastard. That's what I mean. We're meant to be the most, like, uh, most intelligent creatures out there. But we're literally paying for water. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I fucking mean. You know what I mean? Oh, I wish I was an animal. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, it, like, it always makes me laugh because like, when I watch like, a lot of my programs and that, they, and, they, and if they're so like, hillbillies on, they always say how stupid they are. Yeah. Mate, are they? No. Because they, <laughs> they do everything what they want. They, they don't, don't give they a don't know what they don't got a fucking clue what's going on. No, <laughs> they live a happy life. They go out, they fucking make moonshine or whatever. You know, they, they get li- they get pissed up, have a fight. They're living life. Yeah, they're they're buzzing. They're kind of people. It is like when you you see like these tri- like tribes and everything. They're the happiest people fucking yeah. going. You know, they don't worry about fuck all. No, because they don't know greed. No. That's what, you know what I mean. mean. You'd never, you'd not, you don't miss what you've never had. Exactly. So if they ain't had all this shit. They will say like with fucking hillbillies and that. They don't know greed because they're they're lucky of what they've got. Mm. They're happy of what they've got. Mm-hmm. And it is like it's first world problems. Yeah. You know, like with with, with the energy crisis, that it's first world problems. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we know it's because we've got so so used to. Yeah, the, we've grown up with no different. No. That we know no difference. So when you're threatening to get it taken yeah. away, you think, hang on a fucking minute. This ain't fair. Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. You're the, you're the knobhead that fucked up. Why am I getting yeah. tarnished for it? Whereas, like, like I say, like, with tribes and fucking hillbillies and that, hey, I couldn't give a fuck. Because, <laughs> like, like you say, they, they get born with fuck all, they die, they die with, with fuck, fuck all, all, but they're happy doing yeah. it. <laughs> So big up, yeah. big up the hillbillies, big up the tribes, big up the animals. Yeah, exactly. We salute you. Yeah, you lucky, 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 lucky bastards. And I always, there's a quote from from our god Steve Irwin. I always think about. He said because he said like someone said to him about like what like do you prefer crocodiles or humans? And he says crocodiles. Crocodiles are easy. They just want to kill you. Yeah. People want to be your friend first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, and I, a lot of the time I do live by that because we, you, you always get like we always try to keep our circle small or whatever. But like, like you say, like big up the animals and that because animals are easy. They, mm. they, they survive. Yeah. They learn. That is just how they are. Whereas people are, go different. They go different routes. So yeah. They, 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 a lot of the times they, they want to be your friend and everything, but then they want to fuck you up yeah. at the same time. Which is why I think dogs are. Like how it said, a man's best friend. Yeah. You give them your undivided attention, your love, and your trust, they will give it back tenfold. Yeah. When have you ever heard of a dog stabbing you in the back? Exactly. <laughs> it never happens. No. no, like, yeah, you hear about like dogs snapping. Snapping. But nine times out of ten is to protect their owner. 
Yeah. They never just do it out of impulse. Or you're pissing them off and you're not recognising the signs. No. Exactly. But if you, do you know what I mean? You know, you know each other's boundaries. Yeah. That dog's going to love you to the day it dies. Yeah. And it's going to love you as, like, more than you've ever felt in your life. Exactly. So, you said, see that picture? It was a man walking his dog. Mm-hmm. And it, in the, it like, had a, like, a speech bubble, but, you know, a thought bubble. Yeah. <coughs> and <coughs> they're walking in this nice view. And the man's one, it had, like, a new mobile phone, new car, new house and all that in the dog's one it had, the dog had one and it was just a view because it's just living life oh, exactly that's what I mean you know when people are going to realise like yeah it's shit what is going on but you just got to start living your life yeah because at the end of the day we've only got one make yeah, the most of the fucking exactly you just spend I mean? time fucking sitting there feeling sorry for yourself you're going to just you're going to worry yourself to an early grave it, it, that and you make yourself very bitter yeah exactly which I'll admit but last few months, especially with work at work and everything, I became better. Yeah, I'll admit that. I could see it in myself. Like, I, someone would say something, they'd be like, and it'd piss me off. Yeah. And then I, I'd have to like talk myself out. Of it, yeah, like, yeah. Stop being a twat. Like, yeah, the amount of times I've, I've done that, where it's like the slightest thing that shouldn't even remotely annoy nah. you, but it just drives you so mad. And it's just constantly playing in your head over and over again yeah. until that other side. It's like the age of the devil thing. Yeah. Until that other side goes, mate, get a grip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What are you fucking worrying about? Yeah, exactly. Well, what are you getting so angry about? You think, actually, yeah, why am I getting so angry? Yeah. That's what I mean. you just got to start just enjoying yourself. Just yeah. enjoy life, what we've got. Exactly. If stuff gets taken away, gets taken away. Enjoy what you, what you do have and make whilst the most you got of it. Whilst you got it. And you know the best way to enjoy life? Listen to Myths and Mysteries in black and white. Exactly. Speaking of which, you can... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. That was it. <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook, uh, Mr. Mysteries in Black and White. You can follow us on Instagram, Mr. Mysteries underscore. You can email us. You can email us at Mysteries at Outlook.com. <laughs> you can subscribe and watch us on YouTube, which is Mr. Mysteries. But the best way to see us, because it's a bastard to find, mm-hmm. is go through the link on our Facebook, which, yeah. again, is Mr. Mysteries in Black and White. We've said it countless <laughs> times. You should know it by now. Exactly. And also, you can listen to us at Josh. Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Player FM, Podchaser, and iHeartRadio. Yeah. Because then with that, you can you boost us up. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll We enjoy give it. to you, you give to us. Exactly. That's how it works. Exactly. We give you great content. You, you give, give us, us views. That's all we need. And listens. Yeah. But... <laughs> But no, uh, yeah. So I went a bit fucking deep at the I end. I did there, a bit. Yeah. Fucking hell, about you and Lenko I never just start fucking <laughs> in the governments. Jesus Christ. Uh, but, oh well. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> what else do you expect from us? Yeah, we ain't we ain't got actually that bad of tangents. Like no, this one. So, no. Okay, now. What's happening? I oh, know. We need to get back to it. Oh, That's us. Nice. That, that is us. Don't you worry, boy. Next week we'll be back. Yeah. To what, what are we doing next week? Oh, well, funny fucking saying. <laughs> <laughs> next week we're going to be talking about the Cornish Owl, owl Man. Oh? Which is Britain's own Mothman. <laughs> Mate, someone done a picture of it and it looks fucking terrifying. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, look, look, if you saw that, you'd shit yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Cornish Owl Man. Big up Owl Man. Which has only been seen, I think, twice. Oh, fucking hell. So, yeah, it might not be an incredibly <laughs> long episode. But 
I just want to. I don't know. <laughs> when we start talking about it, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, be like, on, I was gonna say, come on, look at the Moffan one. We was on about him, and then we start going on about his bunda. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, I didn't. <laughs> well, he's got cake. Yeah. Moffan's got cake. You and Courtney did, and I thought I was, I'm gonna have to knock Moffan out and like, try and take the wife away from me. I'm going, oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's it, it's Britain's own fucking Moffman. Brilliant. Which, yeah. Which, why is it right? America's get some. We were like, wow, we want it. Yeah. <laughs> so we like, they have Moffman. <laughs> oh, we have Owlman. <laughs> Big up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got Bigfoot. Well, we got fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> but we had Nessie first. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The thing is, though, they have like Wendigos and Skinwalkers. What do we have? Pigeons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see the pigeon. No one fucks. Uh, you yeah. go into any town or city and try and mess with a pigeon, they will fuck you up, bro. I have literally seen a kid, like you know, like kids chase. Yeah, me. I've literally seen a kid chase by a pigeon. <laughs> That's what I mean. They it, do kid, not give a fuck. A kid that started, is their end. A kid started chasing it and it, it started running off, but you could just see it like twig, like fuck, yeah, fuck this. this. Yeah, it started chasing them. We're like, living in their school. fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> they are in the streets. Yeah, exactly. You think you need to worry about the hoodies on the fucking street corners or your junkies? Nah, pigeons. That's what <laughs> you need to worry about. Arseholes. Are we really going to let Yeah, well, you said we ain't gone on a tangent, <laughs> so we have now. Are you, are you literally really going to like leave this podcast on, like, don't worry about hoodies <laughs> and gangsters, worry about pigeons? <laughs> well, I think if anyone actually <laughs> takes that advice, you need to have a good look at yourself. <laughs> You'll get an email. Well, Josh said not to worry about hoodies and to worry about pigeons, so I went to kick a pigeon. I've been fucking stabbed, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I got stabbed 24 times. <laughs> I'm so not to worry about it. <laughs> I was just looking at the pigeon on the other side of the road. <laughs> yeah, squaring up to it. Fucking hell. We can walk back, people could be squaring up pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> big up the pigeons big up pigeons <laughs> but no on that note thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one see ya bye